Welcome to Heart Sounds, where we explore the spiritual life with the aim of living well. I'm your host, Steve Harper. Today we begin a round of episodes revolving around the sixth question that we've been using to lay the foundation of the spiritual life. We've looked at who, what, when, where, and why. Today we begin looking at the sixth question, how. How do we live the spiritual life? I'm going to spend more time with this question than I did some of the others because it's the inevitable question that addresses the eventual hunger we always have. If we're attracted to the spiritual life at all, we inevitably come to the place where we're saying, how do I make it real in my life? How do I live it out? The first five questions, who, what, when, where, and why, can be looked at as the theoretical, uh, the ideological part of the spiritual life, telling us what it is and when it is and where it is and all that kind of stuff. But it's how that turns it in the direction of action. I've told you in this uh, series, and I will continue to refer to him, that E. Stanley Jones has been the overall most important spiritual mentor in my life with respect to theology and spirituality. I saw this same dynamic of moving into how when E. Stanley Jones wrote the book Abundant Living in 1942. He had written a previous book called Victorious Living. In 1936. But six years after writing Victorious Living, he wrote Abundant Living as a sequel. And this is what he said about Abundant Living. This book will attempt to put the how into Abundant Living. After six years, he felt the need to write a second book because the question he had been asked more than anything else by people who had read Victorious Living was, how can I put these things into practice? So Abundant Living has a lot of duplication with the first book, but it turns the content toward conduct. That's what I want to do. I want to use this final question of how to turn everything we've said about the spiritual life in the first five questions into the sixth question of behavior, of movement, of application and implementation. We begin, I think, by understanding that the how question is a question of movement. Throughout Scripture, as we'll be showing in these next uh, upcoming episodes, we're always moving from some place to some place. It's inevitable that we move from principles into practices. It's what John Wesley called practical divinity, living faith. When E. Stanley Jones wrote about this, he said that the, the two principal dimensions of the spiritual life are receptivity and response. Receptivity and response. Putting it into the context of heart sounds, I would say it this way. The first five questions have given us the soil for receptivity. Who, what, when, where, why. The seeds of our longing for God can be planted here. But it's the response 
where the seed grows and becomes a living thing. Our learnings become livings in the how question. We discover that we begin living toward, living into, living something more. Some writers call this generativity. The biblical word for it is life. Now, it's important for us to emphasize right now that this is not a formula. The from-to dynamic, the receptivity response uh, idea is not a formula. It's, it's, um, it's a process. Uh, we have become too program-oriented in our spiritual formation. Uh, six steps to victory. 90 days to a new you. These kinds of things where we, we, we think of the spiritual life as having a beginning and an ending with some kind of activity in between. But that's too mechanical. That's, that's too much one size fits all. Spiritual life's not a program that you can come up and say, how long is this going to last? When is this going to be over? Um, it is a lifelong process of maturing, receiving, and responding to God. The process that we're going to be looking at through the how question is really more like the ingredients that blend together naturally to make a cake. Uh, you can lay the ingredients out on the table and you can say, okay, you do this one and then you pour this in and you, then you add that and you stir it all up. But it's the ingredients that, that naturally blend together to produce the cake. So as we begin to look at uh, a number of dimensions in the how question, I want you to think of them like ingredients that are going to blend together naturally. The word naturally is very important. Blend together naturally to make the spiritual life. Genesis chapter 12 is a good place for us to do an overview today before we begin to look at the parts. It's where God calls Abraham, or Abram actually, he hadn't been named Abraham yet, but calls Abram to leave Haran and go to the promised land. In fact, it was a land that Abram didn't even know for sure where it was. All God says was, it's a land that I'll show you. That's an important thing about the how question in the spiritual life. It's not all made clear at the beginning. It's an unfolding thing. And so what we see in the big picture today is that uh, the how question is about obedience. Abraham was listening. Abraham was in a disposition of prayer and God spoke to him. And God uh, gave Abraham an invitation to leave, move from where he was, and go to another place. And Abraham obeyed. That's a big picture part of the how question. Another part is that it happens by stages. That's uh, the literal way that some of the translations put it. Abraham journeyed by stages, mile after mile, step by step, day after day, uh, in a in a journey that, that, that occurred in phases. So does the spiritual life. It doesn't come to us all at once. It's more like a sunrise than a lightning bolt strike. Third thing we find here is that Abraham moved in community. He didn't strike out on his own. He took his family and, and his servants and his flocks. He, he took his whole community with him. And we're going to discover in the how phase of the spiritual formation that uh, we make a big mistake if we turn our spirituality into a me and Jesus kind of thing or a me and God kind of thing, where it's an individualistic kind of thing rather than a communal thing. Stay tuned for more on that. 
And we also see that the whole thing moved along through reverence. One thing Genesis tells us that when Abraham would stop somewhere, he would build an altar. He worshiped God. It was an act of giving thanks for how God had been with him and an expression of faith that God would continue to be with him. So what we find in the how question is a formative pattern that's enacted through an identifiable process. We're going to spend this next round of episodes, about 10 or so of them, looking at some specific dimensions of that pattern. I hope this episode of Heart Sounds has been helpful to you. If it has, and you know of others that you think would be interested in this kind of journey, please tell them about it. It's the way podcasts grow. And remember to go to the Heart Sounds Facebook page where I'll add some additional things to expand what I've talked about on today's episode. Be on the lookout for the next Heart Sounds. It's coming soon.